The title of what I'm sharing with you this morning is The Blessing of the Lord. Would you say that out with me, please? The Blessing of the Lord. Doesn't that sound good? How many of you are keen this morning to hear a message on the blessing of the Lord? Wonderful. You're in the right place. I'd like to say a few things just to set the tone for why we are speaking about this. So at the beginning of the year, we declared our theme for 2022, namely a year of growth and blessing. Do you remember that? Say that with me, a year of growth and blessing. I believe that the Lord placed that theme on my heart. Without a doubt, I believe he placed it on my heart. He also gave a scripture to confirm the theme. And I'll read it to you from Psalm 1 verse 3. It says, he shall be like a tree. It's a picture of a tree. And this tree is you and I as the sons and daughters of God. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. I think to myself, well, what a beautiful picture. Here is a tree planted by the river, and this is a tree which is flourishing. It is growing, and it is blessed. Now, at the start of the year, uh, if you recall, I devoted the first two sermons of the year to talking about, um, what was I talking about? I was talking about growth in those first two sermons. And then we went into a whole time of the book of 1 Peter, nine sermons on the book of 1 Peter, which was part of growing in God's word through some wonderful input from God's word to us. Yeah, so there was those two messages on growth. Then there was the sermon series of Peter, but I didn't say much on blessing. And so now I would like to focus on the aspect of blessing. Firstly, just a look at a definition of the word blessing. What does the biblical word blessed mean? What is the meaning of that word? This is it. It means to be fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God. Let that just sink in a bit. We're talking about blessing. Well, what does it mean? It means to be fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God. It's as though it conveys the idea that God is bestowing his blessing on you. He's bestowing his favor on you. Isn't that lovely? Now, there are five points that I'd like to share with you today. Number one, and I say this Boldly and unashamedly with conviction. Point number one, it is time for blessing. Expect extraordinary blessing in this season. Now, please let faith arise as that is declared. You might say, John, can't you see what's happening in the world around about us? Yes, I can, but I believe in God and what God says over us. Come on. So I declare this boldly. It is a time for blessing. Expect extraordinary blessing in this season now in your life. One of my favorite scriptures when we talk about the blessing of the Lord is Proverbs 10, verse 22 in the Living Bible. It says, the blessing of the Lord is 
our greatest wealth. All our work adds nothing to it. Now that's very beautiful. Do you see and cherish, well, do you you see the blessing as something which is to be cherished and regarded? Do you see that the blessing of the Lord is our greatest wealth? Or do you think it is some of the possessions that you have? I want to tell you, according to the Word of God, it's His blessing that means everything, that makes a, a night and day difference in our lives. You know, we can only do so much in our own strength before we come to the end of ourselves and then we realize this, hey, I need the blessing of God in my life. Anybody in agreement? It has always been God's plan, even right from the beginning, that his children would live in the fullness of his blessing. I'll prove it to you by reading Genesis 1 verse 28. It says, then God blessed them. Now, this is right in the beginning of the Bible. In chapter 1, then God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill, and fill the earth. So my question to you is, what is the first thing that God did? It is that he blessed us. <laughs> when you realize that, you should say hallelujah because you realize there's a priority in God's heart that his people would walk in his blessing. It's the first thing he did after making us. He blessed us. It's a priority for God. And then God said, be fruitful multiply and fill the earth. That sounds like a blessed life to me. Fruitfulness, multiplying, fulfilling the earth. And so when we begin to get a revelation that God doesn't want us just to be huddled up in our corner, he wants multiplication. He wants us to have dominion. He wants us to walk in blessing. Then we are starting to think like God in a more significant way. And even though our world is facing tremendous difficulty in terms of the economy and politically, and you think of the petrol price and how things are right now, and you think of the food prices and how they are likely to escalate given the increase in the petrol price, and when you think of the tremendous difficulty that the world is facing economically, you can almost think, well, what is this talking about blessing? But I want to say that God is declaring at this point in time, even in the midst of all of this, that this is a time for growth and blessing. And may I remind you, He can make rivers in the desert. He can make streams in high places. Can I have a little bit more level on my mic? He can make streams in high places. In the midst of a time of famine, he can cause you to prosper. You see, God doesn't look at what's happening in the economy of the world to decide what happens with his people. He is God, and he is so above the economies and the kings and the nations of this world. And we need to realize that God is who he says he is. He can do what he says he can do. And when he says he's going to bless us, we can take that to the bank and say, thank you, God. It will be so. Amen. Yes and amen. Come on. Is faith being stirred here today? I trust that faith is being stirred. So he can bring about abundance in a time of famine. Our theme scripture. 
Psalm 1 verse 3 says, He shall be like a tree planted by rivers of, living, rivers of water. And then it says, And whatever he does shall prosper. Notice the word prosper. Would you please say prosper? prosper. Say it out loud. Prosper. prosper. That's the blessing right there in this passage. God says whatever you do will prosper. There's the blessing. And that is why I have a confidence to declare a special season of blessing at this point in time because I know that God has spoken to me. He has confirmed it with Scripture. And so I pray that you would literally take a hold of it by faith. Don't lean on your own understanding, but trust in the Lord with all your heart. Who of you are taking a hold of this by faith? Amen. Amen. Number two, envision what God means when he speaks of blessing. Say this with me. Envision what God means when he speaks of blessing. And by the way, what God envisions is abundance when he speaks of blessing. You know, it's as though some of us as believers, we don't really understand what biblical blessing looks like. And we need to get a picture in our minds of what blessing looks like when God talks about blessing. Would you please turn in your Bible to Deuteronomy 28. Please turn there. There'll be three scriptures that I'd like you to turn to today. And so here in Deuteronomy 28, it gives us an excellent picture of the abundance that God has in mind for his people. And so as we read this, I pray that you would just take God at his word. Deuteronomy 28, verse two to eight. It says there, and all these blessings, what are we talking about? The blessing of the Lord. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Now, I want to stop and just appreciate the magnificence of what God is saying. I want to tell you, God is not stingy. What he has to give to us is not in short supply. And God says that these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. Doesn't that sound like abundance when God speaks blessing? And then in verse 3, it begins to list these different blessings. It says, Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. Verse 5 of Deuteronomy 28. Blessed shall be your basket and kneading bowl. Do you know that kneading bowl speaks of bread? What we need in terms of that. Verse six. Blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies um, who shall arise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come up against you one way and be defeated seven ways before you they shall flee. In verse eight, I like this. The Lord will command. Now when God's blessing, he's actually commanding it. The Lord will command the blessing on you 
in your storehouses and in all and in all to which you set your hands. So, as I look at it, these are the blessings that you and I experience and can expect as we follow and obey the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? And you might say, but you know, I see later on in this passage that this talks about curses that follow for obedience. And in response to that, I'd like to say, yes, that is true. But listen to this. Those curses do not apply to us because we are not sons of disobedience. We are sons and daughters of promise. We are children of promise. The Bible says that God has written his word in our heart and we are walking in his ways. And so it's so wonderful that we don't need to live with this thing of being worried about curses and so on, not at all. Because we love God, our hearts are set, up, set after him. Yeah, there will always be consequences if you wanna rebel against God, but I wanna tell you, I believe that the people listening here, we wanna please and honor and serve God, and so we don't need to worry about curses. We can look forward to blessings. Can anybody get excited about that? And Derek Prince, the wonderful Bible teacher, says the following, through the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, we have passed out from under the curse and entered into the blessing of Abraham. Now, let's get on to the blessings again in what we've just looked at. I'd just like to point out that the word blessed or blessing occurs eight times in just these few verses. That's quite a lot. And as I see it, this passage from Deuteronomy 28 is actually describing God's heart towards us. Would you please get a hold of God's heart today as you understand that he's serious about this and he even commands the blessing to be upon us. His heart is towards us. He's always wanted to pour out blessings upon his children. And verse eight says, the Lord will command blessing on all to which you set your hands. As you go about your week, you set in your hand to many different things. God says, I'm gonna bless the things that you set your hand to. That sounds really broad to me. Also, the blessings of Deuteronomy 28, as I see it, they seem to extend to every area of our lives. They extend to our children, our work, our business, our food and provision. Even our travel is referred to here. And it says, blessed shall you be when you're coming in, and blessed shall you be when you're going out. <laughs> you know, like one of those American preachers, and they got the sweat rag and so on. Oh, So that's how they preach that, but I can just say it normally, you know. <laughs> blessed shall you be when you're coming in, and in you're going out. <laughs> that's talking about your travel, and it also says that we will have victory over our enemies. So here's the point. What does God mean when he speaks about blessing? He is referring to abundance. Open your spirit and receive it in Jesus' name. Every area of our lives gets affected by the blessing of God. Listen to this verse. And by the way, thank you, Knut, for sharing this verse with me the other day. Psalm 31, verse 19 in the message, it says, what a stack of blessings. 
I like that. A stack of blessing. You have piled up for those who worship you. For point number three, I'd like to ask that you turn to James chapter one and verse 25. James one, verse 25. Point number three is this. We experience increased blessing as we apply God's words. May I invite you to say this with me? Here we go. We experience increased blessing as we apply God's words. And it says in James 1, verse 25, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, this is talking about the word of God. And I'd just like to point out that this is the, the perfect law. God's laws and God's principles and his ways are perfect. And it also says this is the perfect law of liberty. God's laws and principles bring you into freedom. They never take you into bondage. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, here it comes. This one will be blessed. That's what we're talking about, being blessed. This one will be blessed in what he does. I think this is very powerful. So it's, who will be blessed? The one who applies the word of God will be blessed, the one who is a doer. So I say to you, well, do you want more of the blessing of God in your life? Then it's quite simple, just apply the word of God and more and more blessing is evident in your life. It's quite simple. God has hidden these things from the wise and the learned and has revealed them to the simple and to the children and so on. And it says in the Amplified Bible, but an active doer, will be blessed and favored by God. I like that thing, that word, active doer. Please say active doer. This is what God's called us to be, active doers. And so this is all about living out God's word in our lives. It's about making God's law our very own lifestyle. It is just who we are. We think the word of God. We speak the word of God and we act on the word of God. It's about making God's law our very lifestyle. Do you know that it is pointless to merely know the word and not apply it? It's useless. But the moment we begin to apply the word, we begin to experience the results that come from that, the benefits and the blessings that come from that. And Jesus also confirmed this principle in the book of Luke. In Luke 11, verse 28, Jesus said, blessed are those. Now, by the way, do you remember, there was many times when Jesus said, Blessed are you when you're this. Blessed are you in this. Blessed are you. And here's one of them. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. What a major key to blessing. So notice, we are blessed as we put it into practice. Let me give you some practical examples. As you honor your father and mother, you are applying the word of God. There's the blessing. As you walk in forgiveness to somebody who has deeply hurt you, you are applying the word of God, there is the blessing. As you keep your tongue from speaking evil, you are applying the word of God, and there's the blessings that come as a result of that. Point number four, 
we are blessed with every spiritual blessing. Take hold of them. And in this, I want to emphasize the word every. Please say every. every. We're blessed with every spiritual blessing. Take hold of them. You don't need to turn there. I'll just read it to you. It's Ephesians 1 verse 3, and it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. But listen to how he's blessed us. He's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You know, we, we can't talk about blessings without referring to the scripture here. And I'd like to point out to you to take note that it is very clear that we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. This means that all of the blessings are included. This means that none of the blessings are left out. And this is the reality of our spiritual position in Christ. So God says, I bless you with every spiritual blessing. Now that is your spiritual position and your spiritual reality. I wanna add to this however, the following. However, you still need to take hold of your blessings and claim them and make them your own and enjoy them and live them in your life. Take hold of your blessing. Why don't you say to the person next to you, take hold of your blessing. Tell them that. So you, st you have to still take hold of your blessing. Now, let me give you an example. So birthdays, we all enjoy birthdays. I think most of us do. And getting presents and so on. And our family, what we do is always early morning and uh, the, the person whose birthday is stays in bed and they wait till the rest of us come in and we come in with presents and balloons and all of that and you walk in and it's dark and then you switch on the light, the poor person in bed is like, eh, I can't see, I can't see and we all sing happy birthday, happy birthday balloons and so and everybody walks in and it's our morning breath and it's just a wonderful time, isn't it? And so then what happens, well, in our family, we take presents and we put our presents down on the bed and then one by one, uh, the, the person whose birthday is begins to open those presents. But what has happened is the presents are given. Now, here's the thing. There's another step that still needs to, be ha to happen. The recipient has to receive those presents in terms of you have to open them up you have to take them out and look at them. And by the way, always smile and say, it's lovely, it's exactly what I wanted. But yeah, you gotta take that, and if it's a pair of sneakers or tackies or something, you gotta put it on, you gotta make use of it. If it's uh, some sort of a game or whatever, you've got to actually take hold of it and make it a reality in your life. And isn't that so true that that is the way it is? God has blessed us with these blessings. We need to take hold of that. Reminds me of another story. I heard a story of an elderly man. He was flying in an airplane. It was a, a long trip, very long trip. And so during the trip, uh, the air hostesses and stewards were coming around and offering drinks and offering meals and so on. And this elderly man, every time he declined, said, no thanks, no, no thank you, no thank you. And then after a while, the one air hostess realized that maybe this man doesn't realize that, sir, 
the meals are included in the ticket. They've already been paid for. And then he was so delighted and he said, yes, thank you very much. And he began to uh, pig out <laughs> and enjoy himself in the rest of the flight. But realize this, the blessings that we have been blessed with, they are paid for. And all you need to do is you go ahead and enjoy and receive the blessings that God has for you. What are some of these blessings? They include things like victory, intimate relationship with God. You know, one of the blessings is we can have a close relationship with God. Now, the reality of that blessing is available, but you still need to take hold of it, and I'm gonna walk with God, I'm gonna know God. What are some of these other spiritual blessings? The anointing, confidence to approach his throne, authority, an inheritance that is to come. And so I wanna say, yes, you are blessed with every spiritual blessing, in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, but I also wanna encourage you this, take a hold of those blessings. If one of those spiritual blessings is victory, you take a hold of that victory and say, God, I'm not gonna live a defeated life anymore. I thank you that I'm born of you. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. I thank you for victory and I will walk in that reality. Take a hold of the peace of mind, another spiritual blessing. Take a hold of the joy unspeakable and enjoy that spiritual blessing, which then manifests into all these areas of your life. Take a hold of your blessing. Point number five is the last point I have to share with you. God wants his blessing to be declared over our lives. Church, say this out loud with me. God wants his blessing to be declared over our lives. You can turn so long to Numbers chapter six. Just get it ready there. We'll get there in a few moments time. But firstly, under point number five, which is my last point, I wanna say, if you are looking for a lovely promise of blessing to speak over your household, I've got a lovely one to share with you. It's one that I came to know because my mom, she was in the first service just now, she has claimed this, over her life and over us as a family for many years. And it is Exodus 23, 25. You might wanna jot that down. Exodus 23, 25. It says, so you shall serve the Lord your God, and here it comes, and he will bless your bread and your water. Powerful and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. In particular, I wanna focus on that middle phrase. He will bless your bread and water. What is this talking about? It's talking about that God will provide for our everyday needs. Lord, give us today our daily bread. God is gonna provide for that. He's gonna actually bless it, and you will have the provision that you need in terms of your life. And I wanna say, in this time, what are we facing in the country right now? Well, there's a lot of economic uncertainty and all of that, but also specifically, we're facing high prices in terms of fuel. Fuel's exceedingly expensive like right now. It's affecting food prices, and probably that would go up even more. And instead of letting fear come a hold of you, get a hold of you, 
I want to say no. Respond out of faith and declare, thank you, Lord. I will speak this promise over my household that you will bless my bread and water. Hallelujah. Because God is the one who meets needs, not according to the economy, but according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. I speak a breaking of the mind of poverty in Jesus' name. A breaking of the mind of scarcity in the name of Jesus. Because our God is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord God, our provider. Hallelujah. And by the way, when talking about blessing today, I think of the, the song, The Blessing. You all know that song, The Blessing. It's really taken the world by storm. It's such a beautiful song. And, uh, you know, may his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your children and their children and their children, 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 children. There's quite a lot of children words in that song. But yeah, it's a beautiful song. I really love the song. But I find it interesting that God chose to stir that song around, this, around the world at this point in time. I believe it's a confirmation that growth and blessing is on the heart of God for his people. Now, as we are drawing to a close, look at Numbers chapter six and verse 22 to 27. Number six, verse 22 to 27, reading from the New King James. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to Aaron, these are the priests, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, this is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Now, God's giving a pattern right here. Say to them, the Lord bless you. Please say that with me. Come on. The Lord bless you. This lacquer. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put my name, I like this. They shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. This is what God says. He says, I will bless them. You go ahead and make this declaration as I've told you to do as the priests and then I step in and I bring the blessing and I will bless you, says the Lord. Do you receive that today? I will bless you, says the Lord. That's what God says. It's not my idea. It's his idea that you will be blessed. You know what? I just love how Father God wants his blessings to be spoken over us as his children. He's determined that these blessings must be actively declared. And by the way, that's one of the reasons why we often speak that blessing over you as a congregation, because it is God's idea. But I just love the fact that God said, this is how it's going to be. Blessing is so important that Aaron and the sons, they do this and they speak out the blessing and then I respond and I bless them. We receive that blessing from your God today. And so there are two sides to this. Firstly, there's the side of spiritual leaders, the priests. 
God instructs the spiritual leaders to bless the people of God. If you listening to me online or in a church where the leadership, the priests or pastors never speak a blessing over you, then something is missing. It's part of what the fivefold ministry should do. We speak blessing over the people of God. And so that's the one part. But then the other part, secondly, is every believer, each one of us, should be those that declare the blessing of the Lord over our lives. If these words, I am blessed, never come out of your mouth, then something is missing. And I wanna encourage you, be a person that will declare, I am blessed. I think of a pastor friend of mine, Pastor Sid, and um, he would always make the statement, I am blessed. And I mean, he's been doing this for over 20 years now. I used to bump into Sid, hey, Sid, how you doing? Hey, John, I'm blessed. And, you know, eventually it got a bit much because all the time he's just saying he's blessed, he's blessed, he's blessed. But he was saying something that was so powerful. I bumped into him at a funeral not so long ago. I said, hey, Sid, it's so nice to see you. How you doing? And I knew what he was going to say. He said, John, I'm blessed. What a wonderful confession to make, isn't that? And you know what? It is 100% truth. This is not like humanistic, positive thinking. No, this is the truth of the Word of God. Because God has said, I will bless you. We come into agreement with that, and we say, thank you, God. I am blessed. Come on, declare that with me. I am blessed. Come on again. I am blessed. Now go ahead and give the Lord a hand of praise. I am blessed. Say it with me. I am blessed. Hallelujah, let's stand together. Father, we are encouraged by your word. I am personally touched by your word today. And we receive everything that you say over us and concerning us. We receive your blessing. And Lord, I'm gonna now speak out that priestly blessing from number six. And you as the people of God, maybe you'd like to just lift your hands as a sign of receiving. You're not receiving from me, you're receiving from Abba Father, from God. Now, now just drink this in. I'm gonna declare it over you. The Lord bless 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 you, the Lord bless you, the Lord bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of His countenance upon you and give you peace. And we pray this and agree together by saying amen and amen.